Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and with me today, we got... Kyle McIntyre. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I'm sick again. It's God damn it, Brian. I, I'm still, like, yeah. recovering from I'm 100% whatever. I'm blaming it on you. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got, you know, let's just say allergies. I can't give you allergies, dude. Gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. I don't know. Either way, well, I'm here. It's not, it's not as bad as last time, so... yeah. Let's get to it, Kyle. What is new in your world? What is shaking? Uh, I got some, I mean, it's like every week. I got some gear. Mm-hmm. I got a pedal I've been, that's uh, been uh, on my mind for a long time. I got the Trigonaut from Deep Space Devices. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, our buddy uh, Clint McDuffie. Uh, it's it's a cool pedal. It's, uh, it's a drive pedal that... Um, it's got like a stutter octave. It's it's like I haven't really figured it out yet. It's it you got some it, reading. There's to do. a manual that <laughs> that goes with it. Yeah, um, you did like a live unboxing, and I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not playing this thing because I'm gonna have to read up on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But he also suggests using like drive pedals with it. Yeah, or, just just to kind of color it a little more, or, or to like push it maybe. Yeah, that's cool. So, so we'll see. But um, yeah, you played it a lot. You played it at the stomp boxes of it back yeah. in the summer, and then it also at Nam. So that yeah. kind of it's been in, in your mind. Yeah, definitely. I think you know what what grabs me is it has like a momentary switch on there that's kind of cool. So you can add like that stutter function yeah. to whatever you got, and it's kind of cool. It's like I I could be wrong, but I believe it's on volume. So when you strike, it'll go. It'll like let's say you strike your strings hard and loud. It'll go yeah. fast and then slow down as the volume goes down. So it's kind of a cool. It's like kind of like an envelope kind yeah, of and deal. You, and you yeah. can't like change the rate. It's just it, it's all up to you, I guess. With however you're playing it, like live. Nice. Um, and then I got a MXR ten Bandicue. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that's uh, not a surprise. Um, and then I. And it's it's really good actually. I don't want to skip over. It's actually a really good EQ pedal. It's got a little bit of noise in the background, but I think that's expected with this generation of the tin band. I think they yeah, updated so the it. Older, saying, yeah, the newer ones are the silver with the blue lights or whatever, mm-hmm. blue LEDs. Yeah. Um, and then I got a I don't know why MXR another one a headphone amp. So it's like the headphone amp pedal. Have you... I've not tried it. That's right. You I just got it. Yeah, I just got it. Um, it arrived yesterday, and I need some headphones that have like a quarter-inch jack just on need it. an adapter, I guess. Yeah, which is fine. Um, or just get some really nice headphones, and then yeah. we'll see. I have like one pair of like pretty good headphones. They're not like great. They're just yeah. like $100 headphones. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'm like, I wonder if like, I spent more, I don't know, got like some... Buyer dynamics or something like that, or yeah, dang. I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, like I, get, I just have the MDR, so the Sony's. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, those are good recording headphones, and the ones I'm using now are just these cheap ass. With it, Sennheiser this... HD one or two one two. They're not, they're not really <laughs> that good, but they've lasted like a decade. So. Yeah, they last a long time. Um, and then I did. One of those like genetic testing things where like you oh, send okay. in the yeah. mail and you get yeah. it back. And it's kind of, there's some surprises in there, but I mean, it's been basically what my family's told me. I'm like, so white. Dude, okay. I'm like the <laughs> whitest guy. What was it? <laughs> so it's, 
99.8% European. <laughs> so it's no surprise. No surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, there's a couple like that, like there's like a 0.1% of like Native American. Okay, yeah. And then, so yeah, we're like bro- so I can tell people. So like, we're like brothers. Yeah. So it's like, like Johnny said, him and I are like really closely related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then like another 0.1% like sub-Saharan African, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, they're just like really cool. Um, it, it like divides up like, oh, this is where your haplogroup or whatever divided at this point in time and mi- migration from here to here. And so it's kind of cool. I'm part of a my fraternal haplogroup, which you're, you're looking at me like, what the fuck? What, what are those two words? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, I'm one in a quarter million people that have that same group of people, I guess. Okay. Which is, you're like, don't know what that means, but. I mean, some people are one in a million, but you're one in a quarter million. Yeah, you know. (laughs) One in a quarter million, million, One in a quarter million, smile. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, uh, you know, I guess this isn't that interesting, but I'm like Irish, British, French, German. Yeah. And it's just like, so you kind of, like, but you kind of already knew that. So you're yeah. just like, it was like 60%. Uh, I thought it was like, you know, when you think, oh, my parents, my dad, you know, my mom, but it's like, it's like, 50, it's like 60% Irish and British. Yeah. And then like, I think like 25% French. I can't believe, I can't remember who it was. Was it, um, I want to say, maybe I'm just going to blow up a spot. I think it was Brian Rash, our drummer, was saying yeah. like, oh man, I thought it was, I thought it was like part Cherokee for the longest time, da 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 da. And then- Everyone thinks that. And then he's like, I think he took one of those tests. He's like, I'm not at all. He's yeah. like, my whole life I've been lied to. <laughs> I want to say it was Brian, maybe it was somebody else. I'm probably more Native American than you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I might be. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> you got to so. take one of those. It's cool. It's kind of interesting to read down the list and, and like- you know, they have, they can tell like, oh, you're more likely to have straight hair. And you're like, okay, I kind of have straight hair. That makes sense. Or, is your hair straight or is it kind of wavy? It's straight. It's got, it's got waves in it, yeah. but it's like, it, it says straight to wavy and that's basically what okay, I got. Yeah. I would, I'm wearing a hat, so I can't actually tell. Yeah. I got, I have a hat, hat hair, hair. So hat hair. <laughs> they, they need to tell me that too. <laughs> they didn't predict that one. <laughs> Dear shit. Well, what's new with you, Brian? Uh, let's see. Some gear wise, it's stuff that you borrowed from Johnny Ray. Yeah, and I quickly borrowed it. I quickly borrowed it from you, so you, before you even got really to plug it in. Yeah, asshole. Some noisemakers, some weirder stuff from Earthquaker Devices. He let you borrow the Earthquaker Devices uh, data corruptor. Yeah, which is kind of like a synth kind of yeah. deal. Noise. It's got maker. octave, and it's yeah. got um, it's like a synth generator. Ooh, I didn't, it's oh, it's fuck, it's okay. weird, but it's it's. it's Definitely making some noise. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like playing it, like, bam, 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 bam. If, I was, if I could look at it again, I would, I could tell you. <laughs> and you but. can have like, yeah, your different steps and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that one together with uh, also the rainbow machine. So that one is like the like octave delay chorusy kind of deal. That's one I haven't been able to, you, I did not, yeah, try that I, brought, out yet. I brought it back today. So, um, it was just a lot of fun trying to, you know, to make no, I'm like, I was playing and I was uh, texting Johnny, I was like, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, so I want to have him, I will, next time we have him on, I kind of want to ask, because he's definitely a guy who's going for those weirder sounds and just, you know, just advent- shut up and play already. More okay? adventurous, you know? And so I want to ask him like, what, 
do you, wh- where in your head do you think like these can come in yeah. into a, a song or to a set and like you know because especially the way he plays in bands it's kind of like oh we kind of all come together and learn the song I'm like well do you like to have that in your pocket or do you know yeah. that something can do this I'm like or you just have it because I'm like oh I mean I want to have fun and try it yeah I did fuck around with that rainbow machine uh, with my Korg Miko pedal uh, that's oh, yeah. the one I always like add that to a pedal to see what weird stuff you can do and it is pretty. It's like somebody said it's like really disturbing sounding and haunting. It's yeah. like this is kind of terrifying. So <laughs> some of the description. So the Miku with the rainbow machine sounds really kind of cool. It sounds kind of video gamey. Then it gets like haunting. You can sometimes hear like the you know Miku voice coming through when he goes and it goes and it starts going like crazy like octaves and spinning into space because the the magic button on it 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 kind of sounds exactly what it does like if you could hear like a sound effect to a magic spell being drawn that's what it magic <laughs> that's what i want to say it does and then I'm like it was kind of a lot of fun i'm like would i ever use this for a song probably not was it fun to make a video for it yeah oh yeah so i posted the video in the group and i also posted it on the instagram so check it out and you can just see like well that's exactly what i thought it would be <laughs> so uh another thing um we are recording this uh before i go play a gig with uh, justin case so uh, Brian Rash, our drummer, his band, I play bass. It's a punk band, kind of pop punk, punk band, three piece. It's fun. Uh, so playing a gig now. Town. So come out, everybody. Yeah, the gig will already be done. <laughs> but we are playing in Chula Vista uh, at Manhattan Bar. So on the following, the Saturday following this episode drop, we're playing another show. So you can come check it out. Um, but for that leading up to it, it's something I bought that I've been thinking about for a while. Because I have a gig bag for my uh, guitar, so it's like one, it's a mono. You know, everybody says, oh, the mono cases, those are like the best. Yeah, they pretty much are the best gig bags. Music areas, those are pretty good too. Um, and they're a lot cheaper. But um, the monos, I'm like, I don't know, I have one. I have like the M80 for my guitar. And I was like thinking, I'm like, ah, I should just, get, like I was thinking about it for bass. And I'm like, today, the gig is downtown, so like parking's a bitch and I'm going to have to walk. And so I'm like, lightest load. And trying to, you know, sling things on my back and carry things. Like, that's kind of like I'm like like a Sherpa. I'm trying to get everything on my back and walk it, you know, to the venue. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I should just get one for my base. Because if we ever needed it, you could use it too. And it's, they're not yeah. bad cases. And they're pretty light. So you could just throw them up into a closet or whatever. So I got the um, M80 Vertigo base case. It's got that and, rubber bottom to it. Yeah, they're great. Um, it's cool. And like when I was, I, I bought it at, at Guitar Center. They had like a little bit of a sale. So it was like, not, I didn't get a good deal or anything. But, yeah, 5% off or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can just, <laughs> oh, we'll take off the tax. Psych, we'll take off half the tax. <laughs> um, no, so it was just like, you know, something I've been meaning to buy. And we have the gig today. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it, just buy it. And it's great. I love it. I'm like, I think we, we had like an episode where we talked about hard shell versus gig bags. Yeah. And, you know, I don't remember what we stood on that. Maybe we talked shit about gig bags, but they're they're probably oh, did. they're probably they're they're good to use. I mean, I would honestly like to keep everything in a hard case just because yeah. I'm like it's so much more sturdy. But these are pretty fucking sturdy, and also like they're hard cases are clunky. They take up so much more space. But if you're gonna be like if you know your vehicle and you're, you can park in front of right in front of the venue and you're like whatever, or yeah, you're, like, you can do a couple it, loads, yeah. loading it into a truck. Like the, one of the last gigs that we did, uh, we. I uh, took my trucks. We had to load some things into the back, but we had hard shell cases for the guitars. So it wasn't a big deal with the cabs and stuff. Um, but this, I'm like, oh, I could probably like 
plan is like take an Uber or something there and just like, oh, can I, or like just get a, you know, park probably like six blocks away, whatever the case may be. I'm like, oh, I got a gig bag. So it was kind of boring purchase because I'm like, did you get many strings while you're there? I did not. Oh man. But uh, I mean, it comes, damn it. so there's, there's a difference between this one, the Vertigo, and I also have the M80 because they're like $20 difference. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, this one was the one that Guitar Center had in stock. So I bought it and it was like, what, like $20 more for this one. And I don't get it. Get why it has less satin has a satin finish. Maybe yeah. It's got yeah. It's got that velour. It has less pockets. I'm like, there's a lot less pockets. The M80. I think to me, I think the M80 is a better buy because like it has way more pockets. It has pockets for days. This one has like one just one big pocket in the front. So uh, that's my two cents on it so far. <laughs> but it has like you know the uh, neck protection thing, the neck block in the middle. It has like would the not rubber. bang. Basically, is what you're saying. No, I like it. I mean, I would bang. I guess whatever's the best one, I dig it. So I'm, I have no problems with it. They, there were some that I was like a double base case, and I was like, how heavy must that be <laughs> to carry two bases on your back? On your back? <laughs> I was like, who would want Jesus. that? And then I saw other ones. There's like a double. It's like a, a guitar and electric like double bag. And I'm like, that's got to be huge. I'm like, I didn't even see it, or like I saw it online when I was looking for it. I was like, have your bases carry his own shit. But it's like oh, an acoustic and acoustic and electric in one. So I'm like, okay, if you're the person that switches, I'm like, that's got to be huge because acoustics are pretty big. Just get an, an another... acoustic emulator pedal. Come on, man. But yeah, so uh, that's kind of a boring buy, but you know, it is what it is. I'm playing a gig, a couple gigs with Just In Case, so it's fun that we're doing back into it. We're doing playing gigs. We're doing Just In Case gigs. The boys are back. G- gigs all over. Gig and a gig, gig, gig. You get a gig. You get a gig. <laughs> But uh, let's see. I think that was kind of it for what's new. Yeah. So for today, I wanted to do a call out for topics. Uh, we put up a post in the Facebook group, and we, we don't also do it very often. No, but... it's like you know. I think last time we did it was in December, and they're always fun. So uh, we also did it uh, call out on Instagram. So we have a whole boatload of good fucking topics and questions. I am pretty stoked. I'm like, let's do the whole episode. Just listener questions, the Q and A's, the topics. So this episode is for you the listener i stumbled over that <laughs> this episode is for you the listener you ready kyle yeah let's do it all right this one comes from andrew walsh tips on how to motivate yourself to learn new songs or practice songs for a gig when you can't help but just keep playing shit you already know or learning songs other than the ones for said gig i'm asking for a friend <laughs> oddly specific on that one <laughs> so you're, you want to head that one up first kyle Shit, that, that's... I guess for this last gig that we did, you kind of had to write and learn lyrics yeah. before our last show. So Brian and I, like it's, we, we've been jamming the song for maybe a month or two, so we kind of know it, but you had to not only like, you had to write me the lyrics for it and sing them, so we had to be able to play and sing. So sometimes that can be a bit of a bear, but how did you get past that? Well, I had, I had written the lyrics and over like the span of like a month and it was like they didn't really flow right so i rewrote them but you know i think once you realize that there's light at the end of the tunnel it's a lot easier to finish it i guess yeah it's like one there's light at the end of the tunnel being i have a show like in a, a deadline week. yeah yeah <laughs> you have a deadline and then two it's like oh this is falling together now it's coming together like you can see progress yeah you almost Kind of literally, you can like yeah. see that it's coming together. And it may take just t- stepping back and realizing that I have made progress from day one to mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Even if it's slow, it's still there. Um, 
So maybe stepping away from it for yeah. a little bit, but not so much that you don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> You'd be like, oh yeah. Like no, there's, a, there's a balance there. I guess. Yeah, because I we had the song, and I think we 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 had j- jammed it out, and we had been messing around with it for a while, and we didn't have a show planned. Yeah, and then you were like, "Well, well, I kind of want to play the show for, you know, I want to play the song for the show." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, sure, anything you want, Brian." No, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it it was it just turned out it 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 turned out good. It turned out. So, you know, it turned out better than what I thought it was actually originally. It's so almost like having that deadline kind of like sparked that. Like, yeah. Better to get it together. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Um, Let's see. For me, I think I did have to like, you know, just reacquaint myself with these Justin Case songs yeah. on bass. And, you know, I've played them all and, but I legit have a, a notebook with like all the song notes and my, you know, my scratch chicken scratch notes on how to play the songs and little cues and stuff like that. Cause like these songs yeah. are not, you know, everybody can say, Oh, it's punk songs. You're in a punk band. You should be able to do it. Right. Well, it is a little different cause they're Brian and Adam are just totally different songwriters. And I didn't write any of these songs. I'm just playing them the way that they're written kind of on the album. And just like, you know, I'm kind of the, the live member. And so some of these ideas are completely different than what I've ever done. Like I like I'm trying to like piece together. I'm like, so the song I'm trying to figure out what key they're in, but then I figure out like okay, say one of them, I happen to figure out it's in you know B minor, but both of the main riffs are based around one of them's based around E minor, and the other one's based around G major, but it actually is in B minor. So I have to figure out where. To me, I would always base everything around that core or the the scale. So if I if it's something is in D major my home is always starting with D. And yeah. Like, it's pretty easy. And that's, and you know, it's, I've always done that. They're all like that. And the, to me, I'm like, my songs don't sound the same, but it's like, that's how I base my songs. And so, okay. And I'm like, okay, shit. I'm trying to think. And I'm like, I had to get like into the groove. And like, sometimes like they piece together songs a little differently. Like sometimes like, oh, the, the pre-chorus is going to be doubled here. And sometimes the verse is going to be doubled this part, but it's only oh. like on this part. And then like, there's a specific song um, that, is it's just riffs everywhere that they throw in together, but you have to get them. And remember, like, I think we've talked before about like, sometimes it doesn't matter the parts that you play, uh-huh. but these songs they do. And I'm like, you have to get those riffs right. And they have to go with the bass and guitar. Cause like, bum, 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 you know, like, bah, 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 doo, 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 doo. you know, it's like, yeah, you're hitting with the up note up strokes of like, you know, cause you're doing double time with Brian. And I have to like lock in like, bah, 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 doo, doo. and I'm like, I have to get them right. If you don't, then it's like, well, you're the one who missed it, or a special specialty like parts where it's like it's a turnaround. Where it's like da 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 da, and I'm like, if you don't catch that, that's the only time it's there in the yeah. whole song. It never repeats itself again. You have to know where it is, and so I'm like, okay. So I've just been like, okay, this bog, you know, setting myself up. I'm like, okay, the show's coming up. We have here, da da da. I need to. Even when Brian was like, okay, I want to start booking shows. That's when I was like, okay. I I have everything at my disposal to learn these songs, so I just start practicing. And you know, I, maybe the barrier to entry to practice is easy for me. So my setup at home to just practice is like I use my fractal, and I of just of course you would, and I can just plug into that with through my studio monitors or headphones, and then I get a really good. I have like a bass patch, and I was like, oh, it sounds great. It doesn't it doesn't sound bad to practice, and I can just plug into that, and I can get the mix through the 
focus right of the songs, either streaming or I can just use the iTunes or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can make myself a playlist and just mm-hmm. set them up in the exact song order. I'm like, okay, I'm going to play these twice today. I'm going to make sure to play the whole set twice and not look at my notes. And like, you know, for you, I saw like, like that, like you said, I saw progress when I never had to look at my notes. Mm-hmm. So I guess just keep, keep at it and maybe set yourself little goals. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm only going to practice. I just, maybe I want to get through the whole set. If I'm playing a show, I just want to get through these songs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I only want to get through three songs today. Just do that. And you'll keep setting yourself little goals and just go for it. But if it becomes like, you know, not fun, take a break. And then just realize that like, you are making progress. Because anytime you're picking up an instrument, it is progress. It's good. Like yeah. you're not like unfamiliar with it. But if you're going to go like, you know, watch TV or play video games, then you're not going <laughs> to progress. Yeah, that's at true. least At least try and play your instrument a little bit. And then take a break. Go watch TV, play games, whatever. And then come back to it. So that's, uh, I don't know, hopefully that helps, Andrew. <laughs> Maybe it won't. <laughs> um, let's see. This one is one from uh, Stephen Conradi. So he wants to know, uh, or I'll say it in his words, I want to know what your thoughts are on visual key music. So it's J-pop and J-rock music. So it's Japanese like pop music and Japanese rock music. Kyle, you got... Ooh, sorry, that went right over my head. What was it? <laughs> so... <Just kidding. laughs> um. I don't know if I really listen to enough. I, I think that, I think I know what it is. It's like the, I've heard it before when watching like anime, it's like the opening credits. Sometimes they have like the yeah. super fast poppy, but I don't know. I can't I, I understand yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, I, I think to for me, it goes over my head. So I was talking to him about this because I'm like, I think Visual Key, he had mentioned, and he's a fan of it. He's talked about it before in different groups in our group and stuff like that. So it, I'm like, I don't really know what it is. And I'm like, I Googled it and I'm like, okay, so visual key is a type of Japanese rock and pop. It's okay. almost like um, arena. hair metal, okay. arena rock and like glam rock. It's like that, but of Japan. So it's a style, but it's basically, it fits into the genre. So it's like, kind of like how squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares, that yeah. kind of thing. So I'm like, okay. okay. Like he had sent me, like he sent us a playlist or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I've heard some of these bands and I've heard some of these songs. Like they're like, you know, mostly from anime openings or whatever. And I'm like, they're like okay. those songs. I, I, I personally think they're fine and they, they're good to listen to. I have playlists on Spotify and on my phone that I do listen to in midst of podcasts and punk rock music. And they're, I enjoy it. I'm like, I think I am a type of person when I watch anime, I don't skip over the parts. Like I want to listen to the opening and endings and stuff like that. And then uh, Netflix is always the one that skips it for me. I'm like, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> so I do, I do like it, and it's like a thing. I'm like, I don't understand what they're saying, and but they, it's, it just will come up in another question. I'm like, it's kind of just like another instrument, and like their melodies are definitely different because they're going for a different type of uh, maybe like uh vocal range vocal patterns than like you know traditional like um, you know western american music yeah so, I, maybe I, that's what turns me off too is it's like it just sounds different like the actual like keys mm-hmm. and the vocal pattern vocal melodies you're like why did you go there you yeah. know maybe because i don't know the cultural thing i'm sure yeah and so i yeah i know i i, I dig it and i was like you know he had mentioned he mentions it a bunch in in the group. I'm like, yeah, no, I I can dig that music. It's not nothing wrong with that. So <laughs> I you know I appreciate that. And he also has another question. Another what, one. So we'll do a twofer here. What is your favorite Japanese brand for guitar? 
Uh, probably a Fender, Japanese Fender. Japanese Fender. I don't think I've played many. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, I just made that up. Uh, Japanese brand for guitar? Yeah, or like you know, guitar brand. It could be FX or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, probably I'll, Boss. That's not a bad one. I skipped over that <laughs> because I thought you you would do that. Yeah. I'm gonna say Ibanez. They still have uh, made in Japan stuff. So their guitars, they have yeah. a lot of like you know guitars that are made in Japan. And also the you know it's like come on tube screamer analog delays yeah like even the uh, mini tube screamer and the mini uh, analog delay are still made in Japan wow so mini pedals are made in Japan so like that whole mini line is in Japan I'm like that's cool yeah I mean, and I mean to me I think uh, I would really want an RG <laughs> like one of those uh, like shredder guitars you know like the oh yeah ne- like the neon highlighter yellow ones with like the neon pink and green pickups and like you know the Jesus I played one when I like I think I was trying out a guitar amp at somebody I was like oh I didn't bring a guitar can I just use one of yours <laughs> so I, I, I was that guy I guess <laughs> the guy who who shit on my 900 he's like oh let me let me try one of your guitars oh, I don't like this one what's another one that you got <laughs> but I know it was, he was like he had an RG I'm like oh I'm playing it and it's like yeah it'd be kind of cool it's like, it has the locking nut and like the whammy bar it's like boosh is it like Charvel like this like the yeah, stuff I mean, that's on like, it the hardware yeah they're they're pretty cool and I'm like yeah I would go Ibanez that's, a, that's right. probably one of my favorite brands but no I mean Boss is definitely an easy favorite because great pedals you could you know we've talked about it before you can do a whole Boss board nothing wrong with that <sighs> yeah and they're all pretty good yeah, you could, I mean, a whole boss board would be bitching. <laughs> yeah, I still need more boss pedals, I think. Oh, what what else do you have on your, what, like a slow gear or something? <laughs> what else is on your on your list? I need to get a, like a super shifter. Um, I don't need to get one, I don't I need to get it. But that, that would, that's probably next on my boss list. I'm trying to think of other Japanese brands. I know there's a bunch of the old, like, vintage brands. And Tesco stuff. and yeah, stuff like I've that. I've never really played any of those. They're so, not vintage. I guess they're still around, right? Oh, they are. Yeah, I guess they came back. But I'm like, I was thinking about like, you know, you see all those like pawn shop type guitars of like those, uh, you know. Yeah, the the department store. Yeah, those ones. type of Japanese ones. I'm like, ah, I don't know. None of those. I've never played one, so I couldn't say that was good. I don't know. I mean, is Strandberg is not a Japanese company, are they? They have uh, Japanese custom shops. The name doesn't sound like no, it. No, it doesn't. Like, it sounds German. But they have, they have like some of their... Guitars are made in Japan. It sounds German. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then just like the look of them, I'm like, they look like I don't know. I mean, but they do make some. In, I don't know. Uh, Jason Fosmonger is gonna. <laughs> We're calling you out. Yeah, he's have a ball with that. Steaming probably. Yeah, I mean ESP. They're cool. They're. Um, I can't remember what ESP stands for. Is it electric special? Products. Electric string <laughs> product or something like that. Really? I, I think I think that's what it what it stands for. Really? It's, it's something where it's like what <laughs> that's what ESP stands for. They but they make yeah, they have like several different uh I think the LTDs are like their um Chinese made ones, but the ESP is a custom shop in Japan. So okay. They, I mean they have, you know, good guitars. Yeah. So but I'm still going Ibanez. That's it's my favorite. Yeah, one. I mean I'm gonna cop out and say uh boss, so all right, let's switch it up. Let's go to Instagram. All right, so this comes from Doug Christ. What's a hobby or interest that you haven't talked about on the podcast? Huh. Um, I think I've talked about it before, but not very much. I like guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, bought one today. <laughs> What'd you get? 
I got a Romanian uh, AK-47. It's like a legit, like one from mm-hmm. the 90s. Not right. like, uh, so, I mean, I'll try and not get into it too much, but certain rifles, you you can't import them. Yeah. And so what they would do was they would take a rifle, disassemble it, cut it in half in certain key spots, import it as parts, put it back together, and sell it as a new rifle. Sounds weird, right? But this is, has not had to happen to it. Okay. So it's a legit Romanian, like when when Romania was part of like the- When in Romania. When in Romania, exactly. <laughs> good one. So, damn it. I was, damn. That was a good joke. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, bought that today. Just, I've been looking for a while. I've wanted uh, a did you, get a, did you get a good deal or what? Actually, pretty good. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for it to be shipped. I was- I walked into a gun shop and I was actually going to see if they would bring one in, like try and find one and bring a, a, either a Polish or a Romanian. Yeah. Those are not the best. There's other AKs. There's what, like, what, what's there's the like uh, West German, East German, Russian. I mean, there, there's some really good ones, but this is like, I'd say like second tier. What makes them better? It just, uh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I, shit. Well, <laughs> no, it's like the quality of, of just the, the process. The market kind of it's well drives up prices, or is it just like they actually no, are better? They are better. Like the Russian ones are better um, because they've made them for you know ni- since 1947, mm-hmm. literally. But you have other countries that basically since communism, it's like all right, if you have a factory, you can make whatever you want. Basically, there's no copyright. There's yeah, you yeah. can so there's variation slightly in these things. Mm. So and you have some that are more reliable or made from better steel or you know but. The thing is, it's an AK. If it's a stamped receiver, there's a lot of slop in there. You don't have to worry about it failing because there's like so much room for parts to move. The tighter the tolerances, the more you can have something jam or crack or, you know, not dissipate heat. So these things will, they'll fire with mud in them, with water in them. They're crazy. Okay. Yeah. I think you mentioned that before. It's like, oh, that's like a pretty sturdy type gun. So I'm stoked I got one. Um, I'm going to update it and put different, you know, make it look. Cool. So, it looks cool now, but I'm gonna. Is there like badass. type of gun that you want to get that you don't have? Like, I guess that was that one of them. That on was your one. List? I mean, there's always you know, always want to buy something. But, oh, oh, you always there's always more. But I, that that'll cure me for a while. You know, I yeah. think it's been like a year and a half or two years since I bought a gun. So, yeah. was the last time you shot your gun? <sighs> I guess. Uh, like four five months ago. All right. Actually, yeah, about four months ago. So, you know, got to take them out. <laughs> got to get, got to get back in there. Yep. Let's see, um, I think I mentioned this on the Patreon, but I do like to draw and do stuff on Illustrator and draw logos and stuff like that. I guess mm-hmm. the um, logo for the show, the caricatures of us, I did that. I didn't, oh, wow. I did not commission it. Or I Good did job, not Brian. Uh, get those from a website. I didn't like go to like a South Park maker or whatever. I drew those. So. Um, I would like to do that more. I haven't done that in a while and a lot, I'm like, I need to get better at it and just quicker. Cause I feel like I have some of the inspiration to do these things, but I just don't not have the know-how and like keystrokes and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know how to do, I, I don't use my Wacom tablet that I bought. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've done everything just with the key, like the little pad on them on, on the mouse on the laptop. The ma- Jesus Christ. I know. I know. I've like bugged people, Grow up. people about it and people are like, uh, Derek from the Tone Control, he had mentioned like, oh, he's like, yeah, there's so much 
just like with guitar, there's so much stuff you can learn online just from like Illustrator and videos. So he gave me a, a bit of that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's really a lot of fun. But uh, let's see, another thing. I'm like, get another one. Uh, I like to sew and uh, alter really? like uh, clothing, like clothing, like alter- modify things. Yeah, and- sewing clothing alteration. I really want to get a sewing machine. Um, I do everything by hand. So just with needlepoint, just like, you know, so I'll, I'll buy clothes on like eBay <laughs> or like, you know, like used clothes like for cheap. And like, it could be like maybe a 2X or an XL jacket. And I cut it down to fit like a small medium these days, <laughs> you know, cut it down to my size. So I've gotten used, I've gotten, you know, pretty good at that. I like, you know, I don't know, just taking something that's like old and maybe going to get thrown away and just making it something. So mo- the jackets that I wear on stage, I like those a lot. I've cut out the lining in them because it was like to make them all cotton so they're breathable and i wear them all the time like on stage and people like oh man that's cool jacket you know don't you get hot i'm like no it's just like a t-shirt and they're like they like oh so it's not like it really doesn't keep you warm it just keeps you cool you know what i'm saying oh yeah (laughs) um so i I I like to that to do that a lot so i want to get more into that and so maybe if i bought a sewing machine i would do that more often but it's just kind of like, I don't know, buying old clothes. You can get like a jacket for like five, six bucks. You could buy a sewing machine, go do it right now, I dude. Know. I know, I should. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's I don't know, a couple of things that I, I like to do. So uh, I'm not as, you know, manly and butch <laughs> as you, I guess. I like to sew clothes and <laughs> <laughs> draw pictures. <laughs> It's the yin and the yang, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. Coloring book that you <laughs> yeah. like to draw in. Like, basically, like a coloring book online. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, this is uh, from th- uh, underscore three underscore sons underscore. Um, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> no, I met him in real life. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. He said, "Do you know his name? Do you want to give him a shout?" No, that's out? his real name. Okay, that's it. Uh, that was the joke. Sorry. Bow, bow. Um, so he said jam bands and how you may or may not hate them. Man, jam bands. I, I really hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I just, I get like having fun and playing with your friends. Don't do it on stage, man. <laughs> you know, we we already have, we already suffered through the Grateful Dead, you know, mm-hmm. they're almost dead. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> No, I, I when I think of jam band, I think of like a fucking drum circle, and I hate drum circles. <laughs> They're so annoying. I think maybe it's more fun if you're in it, but if you're watching, yeah, I'm it, sure you're like, I don't know. I I, I, I get like it. jamming with my friends, but I don't want to do that on stage. I haven't seen like many big acts, so maybe if it, like you saw like someone like you know like. I don't know, like a, a Grateful Dead or some band like that that can actually do it, or is it like Dave Matthews? He does that too a lot. Yeah. So if you saw somebody who was like, like a pro who does that type of shit, you know, on that scale, maybe it'd be more impressive. But I've seen just bar bands that do that. Yeah. And oh man, I had a friend who was playing in a band. I won't mention it, but uh, the name at least. Yeah. Uh, mention the experience. <laughs> the experience. I saw him. You know, because you're trying to support your homie. He was drumming, and they would do like 30 minute to 45 minute set, basically just in a key. They picked a key Ooh. and they had a bass player, a guitar player, and a keyboard. Like, so he did, like, he had a synth and, like, a, you know, piano type deal, like a Nord type thing. They would switch between the, like, a mini core and a, the Nord at the same time. So he had a pretty cool setup. They all had pretty cool gear and stuff like that. But it was just, like, four dudes. You could tell that they weren't, like, they never, like, practiced together, but they were just, like, we can jam or whatever. And the thing is, like, you can, 
drummer wise i'm like yeah of course he kept a beat and he kept it you know solid and the bass player whatever lock can lock in but i'm like okay but you guys just pick a key and then you go with it i'm like okay so that means like something's like have you i mean we've jammed before like maybe i'm like getting more into it but i'm like i've like picking up scales and learning riffs and stuff like that sometimes things don't hit oh yeah <laughs> and sometimes like they just don't lock in and you're like, they, they, you're like well not that i'm hitting a bad note but i'm like wow that was like <laughs> did you need to play that yeah. and so like you know this guy um maybe i'll just explain more of the experience of like how they looked one guy looked like you know just like your normal like kind of like rocker guy he had like you know the slick back hair or whatever skinny jeans type deal so that's fine drummer same deal but a buddy of mine but the guitar player was the one who was like peacock and like a motherfucker he had like the scarves he had the makeup he had like the long kind of like he looked like almost like dave navarro kind of deal mixed with Jimi hendrix oh. and he had he had the uh firebird so he had the cool like you know with the gold hardware so he was like i'm fitting this lead and the, whereas the other guys are just like we're playing an ob today <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and he had like the boots and all this shit and he was also just a tall guy so he like stood out he's just like and he wasn't like he wasn't like shredding either it was just like you know so i'm like okay cool i'm like not that he was bad or anything but i was just like 30 minutes yeah of this there's like that no was the, substance that was, that was their set they never did anything and so like and they, the thing is and my buddy who played in it he's like no we never practice we just pick the key and then they just do it. Oh shit! And like the, that's too much jazz. And the uh, the guitar or not the guitar player, but the keyboard player, um, he was also he had like a a vocal mic that he would just like bebop and scat in. Wh- no vocals. He would just like yeah, <laughs> and I'm like fuck. Okay, shit, man. And you know, when you put a bunch of delay and stuff like that over it, I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe if you're feeling feeling it. And from what I heard of just like never, you know, just like some people I've heard who were playing with them, he's like, he would just like sometimes just take like acid or uh, mushrooms before the show and just like, (laughs) we go in. Once I heard that, I was like, okay, it makes sense. He is having a ball up there. Yeah. And they would have some shows where they're playing in front of like 130 people. And then they have some shows where they're playing in front of 15. He did not care. He was always in the zone. So. I guess that, that's cool, that's I guess. Fun. He's having fun. So, um, I don't know. I, I To, to say Ooh, to Jim, I wouldn't, for me. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but I'm like, we've come up with song ideas and songs by jamming now. Like, I think I was like so against the idea of sometimes we'll just start playing yeah. and then riffs will come. And I'll think of an idea and you... Or, you know, kind of like thinking of more of the lines of like, oh, I'm going to think of bass chords that I like. And then you're kind of yeah. doing those and maybe do like a bass riff, but you're not going like, you're not slapping bass yeah. all over the place. If it's like background music, I think it's fine. But like if it's the band playing and people yeah. have paid to see, like, <laughs> but yeah, tall order for so me. So I've never really seen jam bands, but I guess like I've seen like, you know, bar bands that do jamming and it's like, eh. It's okay. I don't know. It's, it's not un- my thing. Uneventful. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm like, you know, it's not for everybody. It's not for me. But I don't hate them. I'm more just for like, them. More for them. Yep. Like <laughs> that's like kind of the band that you're like, all right, smoke break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jam- you don't. You don't smoke. I know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Jamming's fun. <laughs> yeah. But- I guess it's like jamming is more is fun when you're in it. So if you're with friends, I'd say jam. You know. But if you're gonna take that out, you know, try and hammer out some songs. You know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe while you, you're you, there, even if you're doing instrumentals, like you know, you know, just hammer out ideas before you go there. 
Yeah. But that was like a thing. I'm like, oh, so you guys practice? Like, no, not at all. <laughs> that was what they said. <laughs> no, we don't. We just pick up a, oh, a the key. smile. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, man. What do you think? I'm like, <laughs> I can <could> tell. <laughs> All right, guys. Practice is at uh, the bar and OB at seven o'clock. Yeah, that's the, that's the practice. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Facebook. Andrew Walsh. He says the importance of lyrics. I was listening to an album the other day, and I didn't know what language it was. So this kind of goes off of you know Stephen's thing. English. Yeah, and then uh, sometimes uh, the vocals just add to the mix without a need for interpretation. So what do you think? Um, I mean. I can appreciate... So, like, even, not even that, but instrumental music. You know, yeah, yeah, I can appreciate instrumental music. Um, it's got to hold me, though. It's got to keep me engaged. It can't just be the same shit, the same jam over and over again. <laughs> like, yeah, so it could be, like, a song where it's, like, maybe the lead or guitar or keyboards or something is almost the spotlight. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, soloing, like, but it's actually, like... Maybe they're doing something more soulful, melodic. It could be yeah. a solo. Melody like can hold its own, basically, and and almost act as the vocal. You know, not not that it's like, you know, the, for me the vocal the vocals is usually like the center point. But when you have something else that is trying to fill that void, for me, mm-hmm. it's gotta it's gotta stand out more. It can't just be like a really droning, boring song you know it's got to have a lead through the whole mix i guess if that makes sense at all yeah i mean do you ever listen to anything that's not you know or like i mean the only band that really is like wow this is really good stuff for me is that polymath and we've talked about it before Mm -hmm. i've liked and i'm sure there's other bands like that but they don't have any lyrics right they don't have any vocals they have their song, they'll play a riff like four times, they'll play it different every time, yeah. but a similar theme, and they'll change gears and, you know, it's a 10 minute long song, but now the song has progressed into something else with a different drum beat. Yeah. It may so be it's in the almost same like key, but- They're, yeah, creating the dynamic and maybe yeah. the back and forth between the music. Yeah. And that that's, I that's where like the interesting- so they have that to, for me, that's it's, it has to grab you in some way. Yeah, if it's like just like boring, like drum and bass with like nothing. What about like anything like with a language you don't? That's not English. Mm. No Less, man, no, probably not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I maybe because I haven't been, I haven't experienced it. You know, yeah, I have. Like, I don't know. I mean. Yet again, I would listen to Japanese pop and stuff like that and rock music. And I, I, I listen to that and I really enjoy it. But I mean, even to think that's really the only one. I don't think, and it's, you know, maybe such a bad thing because we're so close to, you know, Mexico and Spanish and we, there's a lot of Spanish speakers here in San Diego. I do not like, I've tried to because there's a lot of, me- you know, like Mexican, you know, like Tijuana bands that come up to San Diego to play. Yeah. And if it's in Spanish, when you're at the show, it's fine. But when you're trying to like listen to it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go listen to it on Spotify. I can't fucking get into it. Yeah, because something maybe like just those bands. I need to find good ones. So maybe if there's good like Mexican punk bands or whatever, maybe somebody could bring them to my attention. But um, as because, far like as like you're saying, like in the live setting, you really can't hear lyrics. Yeah, in the maybe first place. maybe it's punk that is 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 because I'm expecting to hear, you know, yeah, English. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And then, whereas like I've I've been exposed to you know, like like Spanish punk music, or like Spanish speaking punk music, and I'm like I just can't get into it. It doesn't grab me for some reason. Mm-hmm. But if it was like I don't know, like you know Japanese and it's totally different style, where it's like more like maybe techno driven or like electronic driven stuff like that, and it's totally different type of speed, like kind of like more four on the floor dance beats stuff like that. I can get to that because it's a totally different genre. Yeah. But for me, I'm so in tune to like punk music as being English, so maybe that's one thing. So. And then people are like, open your mind, man. Yeah, get over yourself, open bro. Open it, man. But I mean, instrumental music, I have I think in the last year, I've been a big push and just like kind of more like rock, prog, you know, instrumental music. And it's like bands like Arc Echo, I've been really getting into. They're really good. And then like, I just say it all the time, C2A. Uh-huh. Um, and then like Pliny and uh, Polyphia. Like those are bands that I'm like, they're just instrumental music. And they're so interesting. I'm like, I could never in a million years play like them. But I might listen to it. I'm like, man, this is cool. And some of them, like, Arc Echo is really big on synth. That's a big, sometimes, like, a big driving, like, uh, part of their melody. So it's not yeah. necessarily, like, where C2A is mainly, like, synth is kind of in the background, whereas, like, the guitar is the main thing because he's mm-hmm. like, the guitarist, I think, probably first and foremost, mainly. And then he will do keys and MIDI and stuff like that. But, I mean, yeah, I can get into it just as long, same like you. I mean, everything you said, it's like... It has to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And if like, yeah, the and the vocals really have to be like almost a melody that catches and then like, you know. And then also they got to like mean, you know, they can't just be garbage lyrics. Yeah. They can't just be words that were put together to rhyme. Yeah. And so, yeah, back to, uh, yeah, lyrics. So when I when I guess, I don't know, there's different types of modes I'm getting into with music, which is fun. It's a really cool place to be. Because I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, I'll listen to a song for the lyrics only. And I really, really hang on those words. And I like to sing along to it. Yeah, maybe if it's (laughs) like, maybe the genres that I grew up with and the ones that I still play, maybe I hold like those type of bands or those type of songs hold more water or they have to with the lyrics. Like they have to matter to me because I'm like punk and pop punk and stuff like that. I still play it. I still love it. And that's the music I write. I'm like, I hold myself to that standard. I'm like, I need to write lyrics that mean something to me. That will mean something to you and anybody who listens to it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, you know, not to like toot my own horn, but I think the last record that you and I did, like your lyrics, like they're really good. And it was one song on there, but it meant so much to you. You put like everything you had into that one. Yeah. And I put everything I had into mine. And it's cool when people listen to it. It's like at the time, the drummer who um, was playing with us when we did that record, he listened to it and he's like, man, these lyrics. And he, you know, didn't know what I was going through. He was just like, he was going through something his own with his father and he listened to my songs. He's like, man, even though it's about like an ex-girlfriend or whatever, he's like, I relate to it because it's like almost like feel like, you know, what's going through with my family and how we're falling apart or whatever the case may be. I feel like I'm being betrayed or whatever. I'm like, I'm finding like mm-hmm. loneliness or whatever and like trying to sort out my feelings, stuff like that. And it meant something to him. Yeah. So just having something like that, I'm like, that's cool. I don't know. It's something, it matters. But then again, I'm at the complete opposite end where I'll listen to like something without lyrics. And I'm like, yeah, this song's great. <laughs> so I don't have a perfect stance, I guess. And the thing is, sometimes that's with music. You can't, if it's good, it's good. That's it. Yeah. But also if you're going to have lyrics, have them mean something to you. Yeah. Make them worth a damn. And yeah, because sometimes that's what carries the song. I've said it before. That's the last human element, man. Because mm-hmm. you could have every instrument on a recording be played by a computer. Yeah. Can't, get, yeah, your, can't now, get your lyrics written, can't sing them, you yeah, know, nowadays, unless you have a Miku, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like nowadays, um, I heard something, 
it was like that fluff Bruce guy. He was talking about how like a producer was able to write out MIDI, bass, and guitar parts, and not even have them being played. And you could hardly tell that it wasn't wasn't hmm. real. Weird. And I'm like, shit. So even drums, guitar, bass could all be MIDI, but vocals can't. No. So unless your Siri is really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you know I don't know if we really answered that i guess no. they, they they do matter to me in some senses when it comes to rock and punk music yeah but other, other music that's just for fun not so much i can just get away with instrumentals without lyrics even so okay we got one from michael newman he's got a bang mary kill oh man 80s 90s or 2000s hmm i had yeah shit i gotta think about this one probably yeah probably bang the 90s mm-hmm Marry the eight. No, shit. Man, this is a tough one because... I'm going to say bang the 80s because you we never lived it. Yeah. I would like to uh, live it because I'm like, I don't know. It seems pretty zany, pretty crazy. And be, like, I think I've like talked to people like, you didn't miss anything. The 80s weren't big. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, but you I mean, you know, you got the TV shows, the movies, the The Coke. <laughs> the Coke. <laughs> That was a friend's joke. I, I totally stole it from him. But I mean, I, I, I would say the 80s. I would like maybe bang that because it'd be cool to like, you know, live it, you mm-hmm. know, back when like members only jackets, you got one of those. That's <laughs> yeah. when you wouldn't be in style, baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I'd say that. And then I, I'll get my flock of seagulls haircut. I, I think we'll be we'll be in business, you know. And then I would say. Uh, I really enjoyed the 2000s. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe but they because, were kind of lame. Yeah, we were. So. We were like that's when we were. We were coming up and we experienced that the high most. School, so I would say kill it. Middle school, high school, high school sucked. School. High school sucked. Actually, I take that back. Yeah, kill the two thousands. And I would, I guess, marry the nineties. Yeah, because well, that's the, when all the best cartoons were. Yeah, <laughs> best years of your life. Yeah, and that's when like you know more of the mainstream pop punk that we liked was coming up. So like you know, Offspring, one of the biggest independent records. Yeah, Green Day, you know. Blink was coming up and then all these like bands that we enjoyed some music and there was good yeah. movies back Berlin, then. Berlin Wall came down in yeah. the 90s. I mean. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, that's that's my answer. So, Mary in the 90s. Mary the Best 90s. cartoons. Except for <laughs> the, the Power Rangers. Like Power Rangers. Damn. Actually, Animaniacs were late 90s. Yeah, but you were, you liked it back then. Fuck. Actually, oh, you hate it now. It'd be, would it be us going back there? I don't know. No, well. Tommy uh, Boy. Oh, God. Man. And Wayne's World Shit. 90s. Oh, okay. yeah. You know what? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but Mary, big eighties, Mary nineties, killed two thousand. All right, we're both in agreement. Yeah, I guess it'd be the same. Two thousands, yeah, it was. There's yeah. good, like a lot of really good music for me in the early, early to mid two thousands. Yeah. yeah, but I think we already experienced that. So because like that's the one that we know the most about. That's why I would say, nah, yeah, I'm not gonna live that again. I want to live stuff that I haven't. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's the answer. Whew, man, I wonder if people are gonna be pissed off at that one. Probably. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go back to back to Instagram with this one. So we got a threefer. Threefer? Oh, somebody that you're pretty familiar with. Who? Your wife. My wife. Your wife. Wife. <laughs> All right, so Carrie, she asks, so in hindsight, what gear purchase makes you think to yourself, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> this is my, I think this is questions what, for me. Actually, what did, did she? Yeah, did she come into the garage one day looking for something? She's like, "God uh, damn oh it!" Oh my god. Um, I have mentioned it before. Actually, it's, you know, not 
all MXRs, you know, rainbows and unicorns and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but double shot sucked. <laughs> the prime distortion sucked. Um, that's a, I mean, every other pedal like holds its own, but those were like regrets. And I like went out of my way to get them to get <laughs> the prime distortion. I think I think I got it from a, I like drove to go get it. Yeah, I drove on. I was on the way home, and I got it for real cheap though. But still. Not still even. paid too much. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that figure was, even if you got paid for it, yeah. Even if he it. paid me, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see. But you still have it. I, guess. I still have them. I could get rid of them, but like, it's not your style. You know, <laughs> to sell they're things. on display now. You know, they're like in the museum. Yeah, now. I can't get rid of them. They're part of the exhibit. Well, I guess you've bought things before that were already broken. That you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I could get. I could do this. You know, wrong. I, yeah. <laughs> Um, like the Phase 90, the EVH one, which I could still fix it, but yeah. I got to get the right chip, which I ordered the wrong one because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's like, oh, this isn't available. This one is. I'm like, oh, perfect. Bought it. And I was like, that's not even the right chip. <laughs> not even close. After I've put it in and ruined it. Um, But, oh, uh, but I've had a, a good one. I bought a blue box, mm-hmm. the script blue box. And I, I don't think I've ever even mentioned it on the show because I was like, yeah. Whatever, it's another MXR pedal that no yeah. one gives a shit about. Blue Box, the guy said it was broken. Oh, yeah. He said that it wasn't tracking correctly. Like, I'm like, it's that fun. sounds like that's it's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I got it, tried it out. It sounds perfectly fine. I compared it to my modded one, and it does the same thing. The modded one just sounds clearer yeah. and louder. and But it's this, it's... Yeah, you you hit a note, it goes... Like in the background. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's how it does. That's how, it's that, that's how it goes. That's so how it be. I got a script one, which are usually like ninety bucks yeah. used. I got it for like thirty bucks. So. Nice. So, I guess looking for a broken one isn't a bad deal. Yeah. So sometimes it works out. Um. Yeah. I don't know. What I, What have you regretted? Uh, let's see. So I did buy years ago. I bought a micro Korg. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking like, oh, this would be cool to add to the songs and stuff like yeah. that. Never fucking used it once. I think we tried like at practice once and I was like, this is just stupid. Yeah. I tried like practicing with it. Yeah. They're just, just like trying to find sounds that I liked. I could not find a single one that f- felt like it fit. Yeah. The band. And I, yeah. cause I would see bands that do that. I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to add this. And it's just, it's not our style. Motion City soundtrack. Sick dog. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> or even like local bands do that. And I'm like, oh man, we've seen three pieces that do that. And like, all three people harmonize and the bass player was able to switch back and forth. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Or one of us tried to do that. I'm like, fuck that. No, it's stupid. It just adds more stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna get more pedals. And so like, it was stayed in the box, brand new, sold it, whatever. Used, I mean, at a loss. And so that was one thing that was like, why the fuck did I think that was going to be a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I bought a drum set that I never learned how to play, but I get so much more use out of it by having drummers play that. Yeah. (laughs) Then... You know, I mean, yeah, because it's, it. I don't know. To me, I'm like, just that microcard was so fucking dumb. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I do not regret selling it. I'm like, got rid of it. I'm like, any, like, and now this is just me sounding like- I want to get a Casio now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and fuck, run my pedals through it. Fucking, yeah, good. More for you. I run it through you, my pedals. You buy it and keep it in here, but it's just dumb. And I was like, yeah, I just like, I, had, I, have, I now have no interest. I'm like, you know what? Any, like, keys that I'm going to have, I'm just going to get a plug-in and write them. <laughs> Yeah. In MIDI. I'm like, I'll just do this. I'm not going to learn how to play them. I don't care because I'm like, 
And the thing is, uh, we had Keys playing on a lot of the songs, at least like four or five, half the record that we ju- that we put out last year. Yeah. And we had a friend play it. And by friend, it was Jeff Forrest, the guy who um, engineered and... Uh, you yeah, know, it's great. He's a, he'll he just... mixed, mixed the album. And the thing is, he's an excellent, amazing drummer and key, like keyboard and piano player. Musician. Like Musician. He's just like... It was funny because he like tracked the song and it was like, he's like, okay, he listened to it. He didn't, he just like, okay, what key, he he didn't even ask what key it was. He just heard it and he started playing something. He's like, all right, what's this? And he played it with one hand and he's like, yeah, cool. And he was just eating popcorn while he was tracking it. He had like this really bitching like, you know, keyboard set. It wasn't like, you know, it was like a lot of it had like a digital, like a separate module that plugged in and ate at back into like, or not plugged into his preamps and stuff like that. It sounded killer. I'm like, he did like, it was like nothing to him. He just like, all right, cool. Play with one hand. He was eating. He's like, "Oh, do you, do you want some of this caramel corn?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good, thanks." And he's like, "Tracking it, one take." I'm like, "Boom, done." <laughs> Dang. And I was like, "You know what? I really want on this. It's like, I want like a Leslie sound." He's like, "Well, I have one, like a real one. With, it had a re- giant box spinning speaker." He's like, "Yeah, well, I'll just do that." I'm like, "Well, what do you want?" I'm like, "Um, I kind of just hummed something. That I'm like, could you do that?" He's like, "Yeah, I can do that." He's like, "Well, I'll add more stuff and just like whatever you don't like, tell me, and I just, I'll stop doing it." So I'm like, "All right," I just kind of like hummed a few things, and he was like. And he's like going all over the place. I'm like, that's killer. I'm like, he's like, all right, well, let's do it again. Just push record and record me. And I'm like, all right. And it sounded great. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just, I know I've tapped out and know my resources. Like somebody yeah. else could play keys, not me. <laughs> and now I have like, I kind of was thinking, I'm like, oh man, I would love to learn how to play keys. It'd be a great, you know, tool. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I tried it and I just was like, this is a waste of time. <laughs> We'll never add it to the band. So yeah. Anyway, so there's that one. Okay, now this one gets a little dark. What inscription do you want on your gravestone? Still from Carrie McIntyre. <laughs> Shit, maybe I haven't buying too much here. <laughs> no, <he's laughs> oh, reading into that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a heavy one. Unload in that one on my headstone. Just like something super simple, like. You know, if you read this, you're going to die in seven days or something. <laughs> so. uh, you know what? I'm going to take that. If you can read this, you're too close. <laughs> <laughs> like a bumper yeah. sticker. Uh, get off my ass. <laughs> Quit riding my ass. <laughs> if you can read this, you're stepping on me or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, just like. Of the amount of pedals I have, just like in life, he succeeded in <laughs> he buried me, buried me with my pedals. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. What? <laughs> well, you're just gonna tap out then? I guess I don't know. I don't. That's a, that's a heavy subject. Just do dude. the hashtag Kyle style. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle files. The final Kyle file. Refer to Tone Jerks episode one for. <laughs> <laughs> or episode three for uh, hashtag follow for follow. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you if you follow for follow for follow. Yeah, fuck you if you do that on Instagram. That's what that's okay. That's your that's, that's your, it. That's what you want. Okay, the last one, another one. What skills do you have that would be useful in the apocalypse? Not like in the event of the apocalypse. It's like okay, when the apocalypse comes, yeah. it's coming. It's what, gonna what, happen. What, what skills do you have that are useful? <sighs> Man, what don't I have, you know? I can drive with one hand and, like, eat a burrito. Oh, shit, there you go. But I'm, I mean, I'm still going to probably get shit on my shirt, but I can do it. 
I can text and drive pretty well. <laughs> I'm sure um, your employer's stoked about that one. No, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm let, a good boy. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we have like a rating system on like driving. We have a driving app and with the information from the car, I'm top right now. Oh. Out of, out of the 20 guys in the area, Woo. I'm number one. We're number one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, skills. <coughs> like, I have really good hearing. So, I could hear, like, people sneak up on us or, like, zombies, you know. Yeah. Because I can always hear it in the movies and they can't hear it when they're standing right there. Yeah. I like, know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Look behind you. You're yelling in the movies there. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I thought that's probably one. Sk- <laughs> you know, I- I'm not that great of a shot, like, you know. Dead eye. <laughs> uh, I'm all right, I guess, but you know, I need some more practice. So. I, shit, I don't know what mine would be. I don't really have a skill. You're good at bitching about things. Yeah, so I keep everybody on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I keep everybody in line just by bitching at them. Everyone sure pissed off. They're, and... they're like, yeah, always on edge. <laughs> What's the deal with all this? What's the deal? We don't have power right now. What's going on? <laughs> I can't check my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's been three years, Brian. I know. <laughs> it's bullshit, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's dumb. Okay, so we're back to Facebook. This is from Jason Fuzzmonger. He's got several of them. The Fuzz. That's what so, we call him. He's got um, a cereal, which is a... Oh, we'll, I guess we'll post it. I'll actually post it in the Imgur, Imgur this time. So it's a Pop-Tart cereal, strawberry. And he says, bang, marry, kill. That particular one? Only that one. What would you do? I'd probably kill it because it's like the worst flavor. I like Pop-Tart. Cinnamon brown sugar is going to be the best one. I like strawberry ones. I like cherry too. People don't like cherry. I like cherry. Maybe because that's what we'd always get when I was a kid. Cherry and strawberry. Yeah. Cherry was with the like red crystal. Yeah. With the pink. Red crystal. It's like, (laughs) that's why you loved it. Um, No, with the, yeah, the salt. Salt well, the sugar crystal. I can't even think. <laughs> you you got it eventually. Yeah, you, you got there. Uh, th- this one was like the strawberry was the white frosting with, with the, the multicolor. Yeah. yeah, so it was always like, oh, it's and more then, fun because it's colored. And then cherry was pink frosting yeah, yeah, yeah. with like the sh- granular granular Granier, sugar. Yeah. So whatever, like, I can't even say that word either. Yeah. <laughs> you tried a bunch of different ways. Ground your soul. Cinnamon brown say, sugar was just like the like the light brown. Like, dude, you know you're getting. So good, you know. Um. Okay. So I would say I would bang. I would try it. I mean, I'm gonna try it and probably eat the shit out of it. I'd probably do one sitting because it's probably just like two. The whole whole box. There's probably two (laughs) servings in that box. I mean, I'm gonna kill the box. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Kill it. (laughs) Okay. So he's got another one. How heavy do you guys top out with what you actually enjoy listening to? You guys mentioned a few hardcore bands. Or HXC bands. That's hardcore, right? Last episode. I think so. Uh, listening, like, Every Time I Die, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, how about the other end of the spectrum? How light and soft you go? So, how heavy? I would say probably, like, the most hardcore. I guess Every Time I Die is really, like, and there's a few. It's select songs from them. I do, yeah. like, and then, I guess, like, this is, like, super douchey but I enjoyed listening to a lot of that new metal stuff when I was a kid and I'll go back nostalgia reasons so I'll like yeah. I'll listen to like Limp Bizkit Papa Roach stuff Oof, like that and those were really the only two I never got into corn or like corn was always like what I see kids walking around with like 
<laughs> backpacks and like pants, you know, whatever, all the all the gear. And I'm like, wow. There's like your one, parents don't love you. Like there's like one <laughs> Slipknot song that I can. Oh like, man, that was another one. Push my fingers into my. <laughs> yeah. I did like that one. That one's song. all right. And then the other ones, I'm like, nah, not into. But it was like, yeah, corn never got into. I never got into like any of these puddle. You know. Is it Puddle of Mud or whatever the hell they were? <laughs> I was never really into... The, I don't think it's Puddle of Mud. What the hell was it? Uh, anyways, I never got into like all of those other bands. Mudvayne? That's it. Mudvayne. That one. was the one. I had like a coworker who listened to that stuff and he's like a you know, grown-ass man, older than me, and he still listens to it. And he's like, yeah, man, it's, type, it's sick. He listened to Marilyn Manson and stuff like that. So that's Oof. more... I don't know. That's that, that's metal, but it's not like... I don't think heavy, hardcore. No. Like, he, like Fuzzmonger's thinking, but I think I will not... I guess it's like ironically unironically i will listen to some of those old songs but like a slipknot every once in a while i'm like oh that's kind of cool but i'm like i would never buy an album i would never go see them i would never really like so i'm just like spotify i'm like okay you can get like my fraction of a penny for the listen yeah <laughs> but i mean i don't listen to that many heart i i do really like melodic vocals so i'm like i will gravitate towards that so i don't know fuzzmonger if you got stuff that's similar to every time i die let me know yeah like, favorite song you and I agree. Sweet Life. Yeah. Such a good song. Old Light, I think, or at least songs from that album. I like some of those. So I don't know if you have anything like that, but what about the softer stuff? Uh, softest I'll go is Sinead O'Connor. Okay. <laughs> Can't make me go any softer than that. 80s pop. There's always just like bangers. Fuck, always. I'm, yeah. I'm back on that playlist I made like three months ago. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So like... uh Pet Shop Boys, I think is the name of a of a band. Uh, I guess like softer things. I mean, for me, I mean, besides like, you know, like, like I said, 80s pop. And I guess there's like not 90s pop that is kind of fun just for ironically listening to. But I'm like, yeah. uh, unironically, like, uh, just that like old crooners, like the, like, you know, Frankie Valley, stuff like that. I was like, yeah. Definitely like. Sinatra, Dean Martin. My eyes adored you. Like, it's like, that's so <laughs> Andy good. Williams. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, we've talked about those before. Yeah, I, I think that's the softest, probably. Um, Like, soft rock, though, I think kind of makes me want to skip. What is a soft, what is, what is a soft rock? What is know. soft rock? Is it like power battle, ballady? No, I, that's not a thing. Mm, but those are fun. I'm trying to think of a band that would, I don't know, I like, I guess classic rock is almost. Is it soft? Yeah. Soft. It's not hard. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like, yeah, I guess that's like, yeah, pop. I guess there's like pop that I would listen to, like, ironically. Like, um, that's becoming a big thing of like people like listening to old, like, InSync and Backstreet Boys. That's popular. I don't do it. Yeah, I haven't listened to a no. lot of it, but I'm like, eh, I could probably listen to some of that. Well, and like, like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> so, like, let's say Flatliners, their earlier, like, middle stuff they've done recently. Uh huh. I guess recently, but the, um, their more recent stuff is what I want to say is a lot softer. Yeah. But it's not But it's not like you, bad. Wouldn't, you wouldn't think that was like a soft band or like, you know. Yeah. But if you go back, you're like, what the hell? This is not the same band. Mm-hmm. But it is. They like a lot more screaming, a lot more yelling, a lot more double time, fast paced, yeah. heavier sounding. And the newer stuff is lighter. You yeah. Know? Maybe All that's right. what he means. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we just kind of butchered that one, but yeah. Totally we did. Harder stuff. I don't really have any. <laughs> But anyways. Right in the middle. Yep. So most overrated punk bands. Band? Bands? What do you got? Hmm. I'm going to say Bad Religion. Yeah. Super overrated. I'm not a huge fan of them. There's maybe like a song 
or yeah two, but they all sound the same i'm like that i got into but i'm like i could never like if i i would never want to go see them at concert because i'm oh, like just no. play that one song i like and that's all i care about because i'm like I, i've tried to listen to them and i'm like i just can't get into it so yeah i would say them i would also say no effects oh i'm not fuck, a huge yeah. fan of no effects there's maybe some songs that i like like life o'reilly linoleum maybe, yeah linoleum and i'm like this is you know sticking in my eye I mean there's like a handful of songs that I'm like it'd be cool and I saw them live and they were mm. okay they didn't sound bad at all but it was like oh man they had like this whole thing where he like he had like they had brought up like they had like horns and singers like backup oh like sing- backup yeah, yeah backup singers and it was just like there's a part where they did like this like reggae break for like three songs I was like what the fuck this is boring. Yeah. And then they played like, and I was like, but they weren't bad. And people are like, oh, you know, they're punk legends, man. You know, it's like a friend hooked it up with the tickets. So I'm not going to bitch. And I was like, that's. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely one. Yeah. I was like, and they're not, I don't know. I think they're really overrated. People love them. I think just for the idea of like, it's fat records. It's, uh, it's me, a fat mic. He's such an anti-establishment. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. I would not. I wouldn't really want to pay to go see him. I wouldn't like, you know, I'm not a huge fan. I wouldn't like miss out of like, oh, you never saw them again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, another one, Misfits. Yeah. I think people just love the t-shirt. The, the logo's more If popular. you ever listen to the lyrics, it's all about like strangling babies and like killing people. Yeah. So stuff I can get behind, yeah. but. <laughs> but not that they don't have some good songs. Nah, they, I mean, they do, I don't know. but it's they're like, super overrated. It's also like people that wear Slayer t-shirts. Yeah. It's you me. don't listen to Slayer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm like, didn't, yeah. It was like, um, <laughs> I think somebody was wearing one that was like an American flag imposed over the Misfits logo. It's like, what the fuck? An American. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck <laughs> thing is that? And the thing is like, I'm not even. It's even, a hot topic by. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. And the band, I'm like, I, there's like maybe a song. It's a hybrid moments, maybe. I yeah. like that one, but I I don't I think it's been covered so many times that I like it. You probably like the cover. I like the covers. Yeah, it's like friends yeah. bands have covered it, and it's like yeah, I like their version of it. And I'm like, they like a friend had you know like multiple multiple guitars and keyboards and stuff like that, and then like the singer like she would go back and forth with the main guy, and it was like they added so much more to the song, and I was like cool, and then I can hear that when I go back and listen to the original. So I don't know. Yes, definitely the Misfits, but there's other bands that are just so big and bloated that I still really like like Rise Against yeah There's, yeah okay they're not that good and or they're, they're not, not that good live no they're fine they're actually fine solid live and I'm like yeah. I didn't want to say not that good they are good and their songs are just pretty you know they're there they're good nothing special not gonna rock the boat baby but they're there and I can listen to them which is different because it's like also a band like The Offspring same deal like they're yeah. pretty bland yeah 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 and they like, have really good back catalog and stuff. And they're, even their songs aren't difficult or crazy or anything, but they're good. They're fine. And so that maybe that yeah. maybe that's a better answer because they're so famous. But I'm like, I enjoy them still. Pennywise. So, yeah. That's a band. Definitely st- overrated. Still, yeah, I still like some of their songs. I remember, was it like Land of the Free? Question mark. It was yeah. a good album. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's pretty good. We've got one, one last one. This is more gear related. Uh-oh. So... You both have to play only analog solid state guitar amps while donning six strings. Cabs are still free game. What would your rigs be? 
And what would it be if you couldn't choose an orange crush? Because I think <laughs> I think he thought I was like automatically going to choose. Rebuttaled that one. Yeah, right or, away. So, all right. Closed all the loopholes. <laughs> yeah, he, he capped that one off. What do you got? Um, Never played one. Yeah. But I know it'd be a badass amp. Mm-hmm. The Sun Beta Lead. So it's like a MOSFET backed Yeah, solid amp, state. But a solid state. 100 watts. 100 watts. Supposed to be super fucking loud. Yeah. Like a really, really loud. I think our friends in uh, Unlimited Tone Works. Huge they have shout a, out. A couple of Sun amps. Yeah. I think he's got like three or four. Like his. The bass the, rig. The bass rig. He's got a bass up, head. He's got like yeah. the guitar. And it sounds good. It's like, you know, they're really good for metal stuff that he does with his hardcore band yeah. and stuff like that so like yeah it sounds great and he put a you know drive pedal in front of it too if you want to even get like yeah no it's it, like it, it's, it's some it, yeah could get doomy too from what i've heard and listen to like like youtube demos which yeah, yeah. i know how far those can go but sounded really good and i think that would be my number one pick yeah uh let's see so this is one that i've been thinking about getting actually as just like a backup quilter like okay. a quilter, uh, I think it's the 101 mini head. So it's 50 watts and it has like kind of different, like, you know, four different, like kind of change, you know, channel options at like clean, like kind of like a, okay. like a I think, like pre-selected. I think, yeah. You can kind of get like your different gain stages. And it's, okay. I think it's just like a t- tone knob, volume and like a gain. That's it. Okay. And it's 50 watts. It's like under two pounds. It's a little tiny guy. And I'm like, yeah, I would, like, I can't, I think they're like, I've seen them new about 200 or like 300 bucks okay and then like used for around 200 bucks or whatever i'm like that'd be kind of cool just to keep you know and like in, in a truck or a van or whatever if you go on tour i'm like okay if if something happens to your tube amp or whatever keep that and I'm like and just use your pedals as like you know because when i use my conventional pedal board i have the amp pretty like uh you know it's it's little dirty and it's like okay. a, my pedals are you know, I I want to say the sweet honey is more amp like. You know, it's very amp dynamic that it adds. You know, of course everybody says that with some certain uh, dry yeah, pedals. Yeah, it's, it's a pedal in a box, <laughs> or an amp in a box, but it's not really an amp in a box. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I I really enjoy that, and I could put that in front of like I don't know. I've done it in front of several different amps. Like we played a Valvetronics Vox. We played a gig, and it sounded great with that. And that thing was kind of a hunk of shit. Um, and <laughs> that was the backline that they provided for us. And, but I had that with a full drive and like a tube screamer type deal on mm-hmm. stacking in front of that, my sweet honey. And it sounded great. I mean, so, okay, well, I'm pretty sure I haven't tried it, but just the demos that I've seen like yet again, YouTube of the 50 watt, um, mini head. I think that'd be cool. Just use that as kind of your pedal platform. Yeah. And then, so yeah, that's what I would choose. I mean, any and, cab would do. You yeah. Know? And my, my second backup would be Boscatana. Yeah. 100. <laughs> Okay, so we are running long here, but we got to do one more quick one, yep. and then we're going to head out. Uh, we didn't answer all of them, so maybe we'll save these for other episodes. You guys actually provided so many great <laughs> thank you questions and topics. I was like, this could be in a whole episode. So thank you so much, everybody who participated, and thank you, you know. But here's the last one. Pelican Noiseworks Leon says, favorite chord? E major? Shit, me too. Fuck. It's I just a, love just like, yeah, it just sounds great. You could just like, I don't know, bass a lot of... I used to love E minor, but, you know... I would say... Now that I'm not a minor I anymore... I stuck on G major for a while. So, okay, I'll take G major if you're going to take E major. All right. Uh, G major... I also like D yeah. major. Yeah, I think G major is probably, because I can get like 
I don't know, a lot of my, I don't know, you can base a lot of songs off of that and then just your open chords all based around in G major. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pick G major. All right. That'll be my chord. <laughs> uh, I, w- I want to change my answer to that, actually. All right, cool. So uh, <laughs> simple question, simple answer. That's all you need. All right, let's 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 head out of here. Run along, but who cares? It was a good one. All right, so thank you guys again for tuning in to the Tone Jerks podcast. If you like what you hear, you guys can follow along on Instagram, join the Facebook group, and you know you guys can submit your own questions and topics. It doesn't we don't have to even call them out. If you guys say, "Hey, you guys should talk all this one," let us know. Um, so, but if you guys really like what you hear, you guys can help support the show on Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. But if you guys double down for two bucks, you guys get an extra episode every week. And just for supporting us, we wanted to give you a shout out. So Kyle, he's got a list. Give it to me. About it. <laughs> All right. I have Jim Bowers, Jamie Davis, Co Schneider from the Flippin' Flippers, Adam Rohr from the Let Him Hear podcast, Abe Newman, Michael Newman, Andrew Walsh, Jason Fuzzmonger, Monger, Doug <laughs> Christ, Doug Gann, Doug King, Johnny Reynolds, Joseph from Like My Pedals, Will Lahew. They got a podcast, right? Yeah. It's uh, Just Surprise Me. Just Surprise Me. There yep. you go. Uh, we have Kevin Equits from Equits Guitars, Leon from Pelican Noiseworks, Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop, Steve Mike, Stephen Conradi, Sean Fahey, Bruce Banana, Digger from Fatfoot Effects, Brett Alexander, Colin Smith, Alvaro Viramontes. Nicholas Payson, Brian from Nutter Guitars. That's quite a list we got going on there. It's, a, it's good. More the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Thank, thank you, you so much. for supporting. We will catch you next week. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.